hello hello welcome back horse guys and gals um it's been a minute i missed last week again but we're here on the weekend today and i personally have been sitting in my bed all day long because two of my three plans were canceled for today i was supposed to have a client horse come early this morning and that's been postponed And I was also supposed to go trail riding with a friend today, and we postponed that as well because the wind has been just absolutely outrageous today. So, yeah, it was windy and nasty out this morning when I went outside. I was trying to fix some last-minute fence before this client horse got here. And so I went out to do that, um... And my client texted me and was like, yeah, we can't get our horse to load. It's been an hour and I'm pretty sure it's because of the wind. And I was like, yeah, it's probably because of the wind. So no big deal. So one of those rough days with wind and horses. But yeah, so I've been sitting in my bed all day long. And I was like, you know, I missed this week's podcast episode. So I'm just going to jump on and do one. Why not? Um, Yeah. So here we are. Happy Saturday. So today's April Fool's Day as I'm filming this. I'm sure this will probably be up today. So happy April Fool's Day. If you guys do anything for April Fool's Day, I have literally never done anything in my life. I've never cared about what even who created April Fool's Day. What is the point in it? Um, I've never. Like, where did it originate from? Does anybody know? Um, I've never heard of anything. But yeah, I've never cared in my entire life, never done anything. But if anybody has like the funniest thing you've ever done on April Fool's Day, let me know down below because I'd love to know if there's people out there that do take it seriously because nobody in my life does. But, you know, here it is. So happy, happy April 1st. Um, This is another one of those episodes that I don't really have anything planned for today. Um, I just wanted to jump on here and chat. and hang out. So I don't have any topics in particular I wanted to cover, but I did see something on Facebook the other day. So I don't know if you guys saw this or not. Um, but I thought it was kind of relevant to my channel and kind of my, um, content because a lot of my content is a very natural horsemanship, um, putting the horse first, taking things at the horse's pace, etc. So if you guys have been here for a while, you kind of know that that's my thing. Um, one of my mottos that I go by is at the horse's pace. And that's something that I tell all of my clients when they um, want to bring a horse is I always tell them like, I do things at the horse's pace. I'm not going to try to rush your horse and get as much crammed into 30 days as possible. Of course, I want to be as productive as possible. But like, I'm not going to put that at the expense of your horse um, to, you know, to push it as far as I can. So I've always been somebody that, honestly, I go pretty slow, I think. And I know that a lot of people in my real life um, get things done a lot faster than I do. And that's totally fine. Like if it's working for them and it's working for their horse, I don't have anything against it. But I always, I try to take maybe a little two extra precaution on how fast I'm pushing the horse and how how much I'm doing with them. My project horses usually stay with me for months, if not years. 
Um, because I just, I want to make sure that I am setting up the horse as successfully as I can. And I'm doing things appropriately and doing them in my best ability. So sometimes like cramming that into 30 days can be really tough, especially if I'm like in a rut or I'm really frustrated with this horse and I don't exactly know where to go from there. Um, or maybe we're just in a tough spot I can put them away for a couple days and I'll come back in a couple days and we'll, we'll try to, you know, maybe I think about it a little bit more or I research a little bit more. I ask some people, um, instead of trying to rush the process to get my money's worth. Um, so yeah, I had a project horse last year. If you guys remember Dolly and Dolly, I had for six months or something like that. Um, and that was probably the fastest project I ever had, although she was pretty much just a refresh project. Um, she was already broken. I was just like basically re-breaking her out or refreshing her. Oh my gosh, there's a hair on the mic. Come on. Um, so I had her for six months and then my current project horse, um, I, I think will go pretty quick as well because she was already broke, but I, my other two, I have three current project horses, I guess. My other two projects, Hazel and Oakley, I know that they're going to take a while. Especially because I don't work in the wintertime. I don't do horses in the wintertime, which really sucks. Like, I, one day when I'm rich and famous, I'll have an indoor, I'll have an indoor setup. But through the wintertime, like, when it's cold, it's sloppy, it's wet, it's, just, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't think the horses want to do it. And honestly, it, it just kind of becomes my season of relaxing a little bit and just taking a load off because in the summer I am trying to go, go, go and get as much done as possible and go to as many events as possible. So anyway, I know Hazel and Oakley are going to take a while. So I'm just, I have to be patient with myself and knowing that if, if I want to give these horses the best breakout experience I can, I need to not be so concerned about how fast I can get it done. So anyway, the point of this whole spiel was um, J.R. Robles. And I don't know if you guys saw this. I saw it on Facebook the other day, but this video came up on Facebook and I'm just going to read you the caption quick. This is one of the most inspiring and heartbreaking posts I've ever made. Today at the Road to the Horse 2023, competitor J.R. Robles showed what horsemanship truly means. No win, title, belt buckle, or money was more important than his colt today. Not every colt who competes with a trainer in the Road to the in Road to the Horse can be started humanely and responsibly in three days. J.R. Robles recognized this and chose to put the well-being of his horse first by stopping his run at the obstacle course on day three. Winning this competition was his dream, and with it, and it was within reach after winning the first two rounds, but not at the expense of a three-year-old who was frightened and starting to shut down. If any competitor doesn't put the horse first, they have no business being in the arena. J.R. earned respect and touched the hearts of thousands of people today who are fortunate enough to witness his skills, compassion, and true love of horses. Congratulations, J.R. Robles, on winning the Jack Brainerd Horsemanship Award. So that was posted by Buttersmooth Equine Massage. 
at the Road to the Horse 2023 competition, which I'm not familiar with, but it sounds like it's one of these, you get a wild colt and by day three or four or whatever, you're supposed to be able to ride them through all these obstacles and do all this stuff with them. And these kind of competitions, I don't have, I'm I'm not necessarily against them, but I do agree with the caption in this that not all these horses can be started humanely and responsibly in three days. If I could start horses in three days and get them to do all this stuff, I'd be making so much money on flipping horses. But I just don't think that that's the way to do it. I think that puts a lot of stress on the animal. And given these are babies. But uh, basically, this competition, this guy, J.R. Robles, was winning the competition. He won the first two days. And I think I saw somewhere that it was like $75,000 on the line for this competition. But in the video... You can see he is doing this trail obstacle course and he's trying to get his horse to pass like this, this big sign with a bunch of stuff all around it. And, you know, all the, the decorations and stuff that they do in these trail obstacle courses. And his horse would just wouldn't approach it. He was having a fit, backing up. He's trying to get his horse to approach it and he's just having a really hard time. And he tells the crowd, because I guess they wear a microphone. So he tells the crowd that... um he's not going to make his horse pass it because his colt is obviously starting to have some mental blockage, get really stressed out, and his horse was starting to shut down. So he literally forfeited the competition out of $75,000 because his horse couldn't handle it. And so that's very respectable. I couldn't imagine being in that position. I don't know if I could do that in that position like $75,000, that's more than some people make in a year. That's way more than I make in a year. So like literally one three-day competition could give you enough income for the entire year. You wouldn't have to work the entire year. I'm not sure that I would be as calm, cool, and collected as this guy was, but good for him. Um, Very deserving of the award that he won. So um, I just wanted to chat about that a little bit in case any of you other of you guys saw that or have more details on it. I just saw um, it being posted around on Facebook and, you know, wanted to applaud the guy. So good for him. And, you know, hopefully him and his cult can go a long way um, at whatever pace his cult needs to go at. So, anywho... Um, that's about all I have for like current events, (laughs) sorry, but hopefully you guys, um, I don't know if it was just the Midwest or like all of the U S but hopefully everybody listening didn't suffer too much damage from these storms that went through this Friday. Um, I luckily I didn't sustain any damage here at home. My hometown had two tornadoes around it. So that was pretty crazy. Um, I know that there is a lot of damage in like the Iowa City areas and stuff like that. So I I know you guys are probably not from Iowa, but it kind of swept the whole Midwest. So hopefully anybody that experienced these storms is safe and is doing well. Um, But I wanted to talk a little bit about like preparing your horses for these types of storms because a lot of people don't really know what to do in these situations um especially like people like me that don't have a big barn or anything 
we don't have stalls to put the horses in. We don't have, we don't have anything. So my horses all live outside. Um, and there was like chances of hail yesterday, which we didn't get any hail, but they kept saying that there was going to be hail, like two inch golf ball sized hail. So that's really scary, especially with horses living outside. Um, and so I just want to talk a little bit about it. I have a lot of new horse owners that watch my content. I have a lot of upcoming horse owners that, you know, are trying to research things. But how do you prepare horses? Oh, my God. Sorry, there's my yawning. Um, how do you prepare horses for severe weather during the summer or during the winter? So in the winter time, luckily, Iowa sustains maybe like one or two really bad snowstorms a year. And this year, I think we only had one that was really, really bad. So this year, I actually took chance to a friend of mine because at my old barn, we had stalls and it was a heated barn and stuff like that. I put chance in the non-heated portion, but she let me bring him for a few days because I was really worried about him with the level of cold that we were going to be experiencing. I think it was like negative 40, negative 50 degree temperatures, which we've experienced before, but I've never had a, a cold in this situation, especially one like chance that is a rescue. And at the time he was still not fully muscled out. He's, you know, even still now he's not fully muscled out. He's still catching up. He's still way smaller than he should be. Um, and he's just a small little frail guy. So I was worried about him just being outside or being in my livestock trailer. Cause if you guys haven't been watching my vlogs, um, since I got him, I normally put him in my livestock trailer when we get really bad weather because my livestock trailer is plenty big for him. And the little pen that he's in right now, cause he's in his own pen, um, doesn't, it doesn't have a shelter yet. I haven't built one. I haven't bought one. So for now, so that he doesn't have to just be on the elements, I put him in my trailer. Well, with this bad of a storm, and it wasn't just going to be like wind and stuff like that. It was going to be standing temperatures were well below zero, negative 30, 40, 50. So I was like, I really don't feel comfortable with him just being here. I'd like for him to be in, in a barn. So somebody let me bring him to her barn. But you can't do that all the time. If you don't have friends with barns, if you don't have a barn or a trailer, etc. So the rest of my horses, I also have 10 other horses on the property. So it's not like I was going to be able to put everybody in a barn. In the winter, I don't blanket. I almost never blanket horses. But for that situation, I did blanket the ones that I could blanket. I had a few of them that went without. Hazel and Oakley obviously went without because they are wild. So they had to go without, but everybody had also round bales. Um, two of my horses are in a different lot behind my house where we can't get round bales to. So they did not have one. And... You know, it's not preferred. I would have obviously liked for them to have one. So if you have the ability to get round bales or like nonstop forage material to them, that's how horses are going to stay warm by constantly eating, constantly keeping their gut and their calories moving and 
having something moving through their body at all times is what's really going to keep your horses warm. So if you have the option to do that, that's my first recommendation. But with these two that we couldn't get a round bale to, I fed them like five or six times that day. I just went out, gave them a wheelbarrow full of hay, spread it out, gave them a small square bale, whatever, and just gave them multiple small meals throughout the day because I didn't want them to be going hours without food. I knew they were going to stay warm with as much food as possible. So feeding them, making sure they have access to hay, water, shelter, a wind block of some sort. Luckily, I live in the timber, and so we have a lot of wind block, so the wind was not near as bad in here as it was out in the open. But that's about all you can do. Horses are good at taking care of their themselves, but preparing for stuff like that. I also had de-icers on all of our tanks, um, which can be tough. De-icers are really a hit or miss. I've had really good luck with some of them, and some of them are just crap. And they shock your horse's water and your horse can't drink out of them or they just don't work. I don't know. You, I get frustrated with de-icer companies because they only have one single job is to make a de-icer that works. And usually they don't. So, yeah. Um, but for the summertime, and like right now it's not even summer. It's, like I said, April 1st. And we already had tornadic like weather last night. So, oh, okay. Um, with weather like that, you know, if you have a barn to put your horses in, I guess it really depends how severe the weather is going to be. With weather that's like hurricanes and tornadoes, don't put your horses in a barn. A few years ago, we had a derecho come over across Iowa, which is like not really a hurricane, but it's also not just like a severe severe storm. Um, it was like the worst severe storm we've ever had, like to the point that it, it got put in its own category. So it was called the derecho and it took out complete buildings. It took out people's entire barns. It took out people's houses and tornadoes everywhere just really really horrible horrible storm um and in that situation people were putting name tags on their horses i went to um the feed store last night before the storm because i wanted to look at ear tags like you know those plastic ear tags that people put in their cow's ears i wanted to look at those because there's several different ways that you can id your horses but one of the ways I've seen is people buy those ear tags and they rubber band them into their horse's mane. I've seen people buy those paint sticks and just paint their phone number onto their horse or paint it on their horse's hooves or whatever. So I went to the feed store last night to look at those name tags or the ear tags. They're like 30 bucks for a package of 10 or something. So I was like, uh, excuse me. I wasn't going to pay $30 and you know, to some people that's no big deal, but homegirls on a fixed income right now. So I wasn't going to spend $30 per pack. So what I did personally was I went home and I wrote my phone number on almost all of my buckle halters and I haltered almost everybody that I could halter. So everybody had a halter on with my phone number on it. And that is just in case a fence comes down, a tree comes down on my fence horses 
you know, a tree falls in the paddock, the horses send themselves through the fence or over the fence or whatever. Um, if you have electric fence, if your fencers are plug in and you lose power, um, usually horses don't figure out that the fence isn't working right away, but sometimes they will and they'll get out. So it's just a good idea to like ID them just in case your horses don't stick around the general area. I think, I think my horses would, uh, if anybody got out, they wouldn't go too far. They wouldn't go from the other horses or into an unfamiliar area, but you never know. Um, and so it's always just good to have some sort of identification on them. And like I said earlier, if you're getting bad enough wind or bad enough weather that it has the potential to rip buildings apart, don't put your horses in the buildings. Don't put them in stalls. Leave them to have access to the outside. They're going to be safer outside in the wind and the rain than in a barn that could collapse. So I wouldn't put them in a barn. Um, even if they're expensive show horse, have, let them have access to the outside. So I actually know um, some people that live not incredibly far from me, maybe like 45 minutes away from me, that um, during that derecho storm, I think they weren't home. I think they were like on a trip or on vacation or something. And they were super lucky to have some nearby friends or neighbors that literally went to their house and turned all of their horses outside because they did have some bad damage. And so they were super thankful that somebody was able to put their horses out instead of locking them in the barn where they could be severely hurt or killed. So don't lock them up. I know it's like your instinct. You want to protect them and you want them to be comfy and cozy inside, but it's not the safest place. It's just like putting yourself in a house above ground. If there's a tornado coming over, you're not safe in your house above ground. For those of you that watch the vlogs and stuff, you guys know we live in a trailer. So um, we actually went to town to my brother and sister-in-law's house and took cover there while the storm went over. And so it sucks like being away like and not being home with the horses and stuff while all this is happening. But it, I mean, we're not going to stay in the trailer during tornadoes. So I did have to put some horses together. I have like my boarded horses and my project horse separated. I put them all together because the shelter that they have is like one of those gate shelters, like the, with the frame over top of the gates. And I wasn't positive that that thing would hold up. And if that thing were to fly apart um, or break or anything, you know, <laughs> the whole thing picks up out of the ground. I wanted them to have like space to run away from it if something were to happen and hopefully not take out any more fence. So I just threw them all together in one pin and they know each other. So nobody was like going to get hurt, but, but yeah, that's, um, that was the storms last night. So hopefully you guys are safe and didn't, my client didn't sustain any damage either, thankfully. So literally if it wasn't so awful, got awfully windy this morning, her horse could have come, but other, I mean, other than just like, we do have some branches and some limbs that are down that I need to go on and pick up. Um, my buckets and stuff are blown all across the yard and down the driveway. So I need to go pick up those. But I even brought my rabbit and my chickens in the house, <laughs> which I don't know. I just, I was afraid of my sheds, like because my feed shed and my tack shed, they're not anchored to the ground or anything. They're just sheds on the ground. 
And so I was worried if we got bad enough winds, like they could move or the feed shed is like really tall and skinny. So I was like, if this thing like tips over or something, you know, I just brought my rabbit inside and then I put my chickens. I have three like baby chicks. And so I, I put them in a little dog carrier and just put them in the house um, because those sheds were going to go down before the house went down. So, yeah, very thankful. I have personally never been through like a tornado. I don't think ever in my life. Like growing up, the town that I lived in, I don't think ever had like a tornado come through the whole time I lived there. Um, and last night, I don't think the tornado went through town, but it, there was one. There was one on each side of the town. So it was pretty scary. But anyway, that's about all I have for today. Today was kind of another short little episode, but I didn't have a whole lot planned. I think maybe next week I'm going to try to do more Reddit stories. So if you guys, if you guys have any crazy stories or like situations that you're in, um, that you need advice or help on, not that I'm qualified, but just like put them down below in the comments or something, or if you'd like to submit something, um, to talk about, let me know down below. But this afternoon I have, um, I actually got a second job. So I'm currently going to be working three different jobs, uh, between my morning job, my horse training stuff this summer. And I just got another like evening type job at an ax throwing place. So I'm really excited. Um, the, the people that like run the place seem pretty cool, but I've never worked at like an arcade or like an ax throwing type bar situation. So that'll be really fun. I think, I hope they also have like smash rooms and stuff like that. But yeah, I need to go in there in a couple hours to start my paperwork and stuff. So I'm really hoping now with getting another secondary job and like having some client horses this summer that I'll be able to really start to put improvements on the property um, and like invest in some different stuff. I don't really totally know what yet, but just improving everything, getting some other shelters, other sheds and buildings and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. But Thanks, guys, so much for listening. Let me know if you have any recommendations down below. Let me know what you want to see, any topics you want to talk about. And I will see you guys next week.